Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to SpursCast, episode 662. My name is Paul Garcia and I am your host here on the SpursCast. I'll be going solo for this episode of the Spurs cast. In this episode, let's go ahead and take a look at the signings the Spurs have made so far in free agency. So let's jump right into this episode. So before we begin with our main topic, I do want to go through some latest news uh, regarding the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Regarding Summer League, first of all, so I am recording this. I do want to note on a Thursday evening at about... Time is it? Yeah, around 5:30 p.m. So if the Spurs make a move, they wave somebody, they sign somebody. You all know why I didn't why I didn't cover this episode. Uh, the Spurs though do begin their first summer league game on Friday uh, in Las Vegas. Um, I, I think it's at four o'clock Central Time here here for those of us in San Antonio. And unfortunately, there's been some um, some injury news for the team. Um, Joe Wieskamp, the team announced on Thursday, uh, will be out for the entire summer league. He's going to miss all five games due to a sprained right ankle. According to the team, he got injured at their final practice in San Antonio. He uh, he sprained his ankle. I think I think stepping on a teammate's foot. Tom Osborne of the Express News uh, reported uh, more information. If you want to check out his Twitter feed or read his read his work. So again, Wieskamp is out for the entire summer league. And then Jeremy Sohan, who is out of um, health and safety protocols, um, he's he's been near the team. If you've seen like in photos and videos, so he will be with the team in Vegas. However, he's not going to play it, uh, uh, either in summer league in all five games. Uh, the Spurs just basically didn't want to gamble. They didn't want to. They didn't want to risk, um, you know, him getting not not being in you know in conditioning. He missed all of all of all of the practices in San Antonio, and then to have to play five games quickly uh, in Vegas, they just didn't want to take that chance. So he has um, more more opportunity in the summer. So so again, Sohan and Wieskamp are both out for summer league. That's that's some some late uh, late injury news for the team. They're both going to be out of the five games in Las Vegas. Uh, the Spurs have made an official signing. They officially signed Blake Wesley earlier this week to his uh, rookie scale contract. So, so Wesley is officially on on the roster. He signed his deal. We are still waiting for um, several other players to get signed um, and one player waived. So, first of all, the other two rookies, Jeremy Sohan and Malachi Branham, ha- have both not signed their contracts. Uh, I do expect that that, that um, you know, especially Branham will sign his contract pretty soon here, considering that the Spurs do play on Friday in their summer league game, but. Uh, again, I think that it's going to happen. They're going to eventually send their contracts. They may even sign them by the time this podcast goes out. But again, it's, it's just notable to watch because remember the rules regarding rookies. If they if they don't send their contracts, well, then they can be traded at any time. If they do send their con, uh, if they do send their contracts, then there's a 38 30 day wait for a, a team to trade a player. Again, I don't I don't think they're going to trade these players, but it's just interesting that only Blake Wesley was the only player to sign uh, earlier this week. So we're still waiting on those those other two rookies to get signed. Uh, Gorgie Jang is returning to San Antonio. I will, I will, um, have more on, on his, um, his addition, uh, in the second topic of this episode, but he hasn't officially signed just yet, but again, he is, he has, uh, uh, agreed to return to the Spurs. Uh, and then, uh, lastly, Danilo Gallinari, he hasn't been waived yet officially. Again, the reporting was that he would be waived and then he's going to join the Boston Celtics. Uh, however, that's not official just yet. So the Spurs, according to Jake Fisher of Bleach Report, uh, he had reported earlier, I think last week that they have until July 8th, which is on Friday to waive Gallinari. So his, his $10.4 million cap hit will become fully uh, $21 million if he's not waived by Friday. So again, that's, uh, that's a player to watch here. And again, he may be waived by the time the Spurs cast episode goes out. But as of the time that I'm recording this at 5.30 p.m. on um, Thursday, he is still on the roster. So again, those are some, some official and, and, non, and, and, and transactions that haven't happened for the team just yet. 
All right. So now topic two, let's go into the uh, opening week of the offseason. So as you all know, it's been a very quiet um, free agency outside of, outside of the, the first initial signings that all the teams made when, when the, uh, you know, when, when the opening hours last Thursday, a week from, from last week. Uh, it's been very quiet. And, and a big reason for that is because of the Kevin Durant situation. Um, you know, he's kind of, uh, you know, he's he's requested to be traded out of Brooklyn. So so the Nets are, are getting offers. They're kind of evaluating those offers. So a lot of the league is kind of just held up right now by by whatever Durant's eventually going to uh, not, not Durant, but whatever the Nets are going to do with Durant regards uh, regarding if they're going to trade him. And same thing goes with with the, whether or not they're going to trade Kyrie Irving. So, again, the entire league is kind of just waiting on, on on a decision from the Nets to make with Durant and if they're going to trade him or, or try to keep him on the roster. So that's why it's been a pretty quiet week and the opening week of free agency. The Spurs, though, did uh, make two two moves here. Um, the first one, as I mentioned earlier, is they agreed to a one-year deal with Gorgie Jing. We have not got the contract details. And normally when when like Woj or Shams or one of the you know the, the, the reporters that we trust um, you know tweets out that a player signed, if they don't put the salary in the tweet, that it, it kind of usually means that that player signed for the for the veteran minimum. So right now I'm assuming it's the veteran minimum just because they didn't put any kind of specific um, salary details. But again, we'll, we'll wait until Jang eventually signs and then we'll get his actual contract details. Uh, and then the Spurs made a claim on the waiver list. Uh, they claimed Isaiah Roby. So what happened was on Sunday the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, waived Isaiah Roby's um, uh, contract. And then uh, he had to clear waivers in 48 hours. He didn't make it to that because on Tuesday, the Spurs were the team that that um, that were able to claim him off waivers because they have cap space uh, and only teams that had the worst record uh, you know, from last season. And then uh, they were basically ninth in that order, according to Bobby Marks. They could be the teams to, to make a claimer on a player. So that's because the Spurs either had cap space or uh, other teams may have had trade player exceptions. Those are the only two ways you can you can uh, claim a player off the waiver list. And so what happens there is that the Spurs get the final year that Roby was supposed to make in money, um, $1.9 million. They're, they're responsible for that salary now for this season uh, coming up. And then next summer, he is an unrestricted free agent, but because his still contract, his his contract is intact, that current contract, they will have bird rights to him. So again, if they really like him as a player, he really develops well, well, then San Antonio can be in the best position to offer him the most money uh, next offseason if they want to, because they'll have his full bird rights. That's again, Isaiah Roby. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Roby and Jang. Um, if you recall, Jang wasn't on the team last season. He signed with Atlanta in the offseason last year. But he um, he did spend 16 games with the Spurs in the 2021 season. And so uh, when he was uh, he, he's likely going to be the third big behind Yaka Perto and Zach Collins at, at the five. Again, this is assuming Perto and, and Collins remain on the team. We know that I'm going to get to a, 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 um, a topic later where, you know, there, there's a chance that one, one of them can be moved uh, during the season via trade. Uh, Jang also played in 44 games with the Hawks last season. He only scored, you know, 3.5 points because he didn't play a lot, 2.8 rebounds. Uh, something interesting that, that we saw here when he was in San Antonio was that 61% of his shots last year came from three. So he has a big who likes to spread out the floor and he made him well. 43% of his shots did go in from the three point line. Uh, Roby's a six, eight player out of OKC. He kind of fits that Spurs timeline. He's only 24 years old right now. Uh, that, that's where that's, that, that's kind of the age range where a lot of the Spurs current players are, uh, uh, last year with OKC, he played at the five a lot. He played 88% of his minutes at the five, according to cleaning the glass. But um, because the Spurs already have Pirtle and, and um, Collins and even Jang there, I'm assuming he might get more minutes at the four because the year before that, he did play more minutes at the four uh, with OKC. He does space it out as well. 31% of his shots came from three, but not as much as Jang, as Jang likes to shoot from three. And um, and Roby made him well, 44% accuracy on threes. Uh, in 45 games with OKC last year, he averaged 10.1 points, 4.8 rebounds, 1.6 assists, one turnover. Uh yeah, in 21.1 minutes. So again, that's uh, that's Roby and Jank, who are the new additions to the team. 
The team, though, did lose some players. Um, I don't know if we addressed this in the last Spurs cast, but the Spurs did uh, end up trading Jock Landale as part of that DeJounte Murray trade to Atlanta. And then Landale ended up getting traded to the Phoenix Suns. So, so next year, uh, Jock is is on is expected to be on the Phoenix Suns unless they waive him because he has a partially guaranteed uh, deal as well. And then Lonnie Walker the fourth uh, did um, leave in free agency. He went to go sign with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, they, they offered him um, six point three million dollars of that tax mid level exception, uh, reportedly. So again, Lonnie is now off the team. He is he is now joining the Los Angeles Lakers. So again, two players left: Landale and Lonnie. Uh, and then um, two players were added in Gorgie Jang and Isaiah Roby. All right, so now before we, we begin with our next topic, let's listen to a quick word from our sponsors. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action of baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so again, continuing with this episode, um, you know, let's just go into some general questions. This is one that, that I've kind of been getting a lot, and it's, it's one that's very, if, if you're a fan who wants to see, like, the Spurs doing a lot of action here in free agency, getting involved in deals and signing free agents, this is not the fun topic for you right now. And that is, what are the Spurs going to do with their cap space? So right now, uh, assuming that uh, Gallinari's guarantee is at $10.4 million and they eventually waive him soon, um, and then Jang is on a minimum deal. The Spurs can open up the most cap space in the league up to $38.4 million. Again, $38 million is what San Antonio can still open in cap space. Now, in order to get to that number, they would have to make some other um, roster moves. They would need to, to waive um, Trey Jones and Kata Bates' job, who are both on non-guaranteed deals. And they'd also need to pull Joe Wieskamp's qualifying offer and then renounce his, his um, bird rights. So again, the Spurs would need to um, basically, um, you know, Move on from from Jones, Bates, Jop, and Joe Wieskamp, and then there it is. They have they have access to thirty eight million dollars in cap space. Now, what are their three choices that they can do with this cap space? Um, you know, they can still sign free agents. They have, like I said, they have the most money to offer any free agent right now. Uh, DeAndre Ayton still out there. Colin Sexton are, are two notable um, free agents. The Spurs have not been linked to them uh, at any point since uh, trading Dejounte Murray, so that is important to know. And I'm not reporting that they have interest in either of these players. Um, regarding Aiton, the latest is that uh, apparently um, the Pacers might might try to try to um, uh, offer him an offer sheet. They have they don't have as much cap space as the Spurs. They have a little less than his than his max, but they may try to get into negotiations with Phoenix about either um, an offer sheet or maybe a sign and trade deal. So again, Phoenix is the team right now to watch regarding Aiton. There's been no reporting that the Spurs have interest in him lately. And then Colin Sexton, he and the Cavs are basically not agreeing on on where the, you know on his next salary. Um, you know he wants north of twenty million. Uh, as we've reported here on the Spurs cast that we, we've talked about before, the Cavs are saying they want they want him more so like in that, you know, maybe like I guess 11 to like 15 million dollar range is what is what I, I think I read last um, out, out of Cleveland. So, again, Sexton and Aiden are both free agents and the Spurs can offer either of them the most money. But right now there's no uh, reporting that the Spurs have interest in either of those, uh, in either of those free agents. 
the second option the Spurs can do, and this is what I think they are doing, is they can use their cap space to take on um, contracts from other teams uh, for future picks for draft collateral, I mean, for, for draft assets. So again, when you talk about teams that maybe want to trade with the Nets, if there's a team who needs to open cap space to either acquire Kevin Durant or, or Kyrie Irving, the Spurs are that perfect team who can take on a contract that, they, that a team needs to move to open that cap space. Or uh, a lot of teams are getting hard capped by using the, um, the the biannual exception or the mid-level exception. And so if they hard cap themselves, they can never go over a certain number, the hard cap number on their, on their roster sheet this entire season. And so if they wanted one of those hard cap teams wants to trade for Durant or Kyrie Irving, well, then they need to basically lose some, some current salary on their books and never cross that line um, even after the trade's completed. So, again, the Spurs are the perfect team there to take on a contract or two. And, of course, the San Antonio is going to want some some draft assets for that, so, so for those contracts. So that would be you know future picks. And, again, the reason why I think this is the, the, the most likely re, uh, way the Spurs are operating this offseason is because of two reasons. One is, like, first of all, they haven't been aggressive, again, in trying to find any kind of free agents. Like I said, they could offer DeAndre in a max. They could offer Colin Sexton, you know, over $20 million like he wants. They could have done that already, and they haven't done that. So, again, that's what tells me that's one sign that, that why, they, why they're preserving that cap space. The second reason is because if we look at the moves they have made, they've just been very small moves. Again, taking on Gorgie Jank, if it's like, I mean, if signing Gorgie Jank, if it's like at the minimum, that's that's, that's only like a $1.8 million cap hit on your books. Uh, taking in Isaiah Roby's contract off the waiver wire, that's only $1.9 million. So, again, the, based on the two signings or, or, or acquisitions that they have made so far, it does look like they are trying to preserve that cap space. So, again, they're keeping that cap space open for a reason, it looks like. And so my theory right now is that they, they do want to be a team that's ready for a phone call from another team saying, hey, we need to unload some players, some salary here. How many picks do you all want for you know, if, we, if you take on this contract from you know whatever team that is? So, again, that's where I think the Spurs are operating right now. And, again, that's not a fun route because – there's there's reports that you know the Durant situation could go on until maybe maybe even training camp maybe who knows the trade deadline in February you just never know how long that's going to take o- or maybe he just ends up staying with the Nets right and then they don't they don't end up trading um you know him after all and then you know the Spurs still have that open cap space so again it's not the most fun um route to, to look at it's going to be a that's a very quiet route but it's also kind of keeping you on your heels or, or at any point if somebody gets ready to trade for Durant that the Spurs could get involved here in, in terms of taking on money. So that's something else to watch. And the last thing the Spurs can do, and this is one where I wanted to read one of our Project Spurs teammates, uh, Colin Reed's uh, tweet here, put it here on the screen. Uh, the Spurs really could do nothing with that cap space. They can literally leave it open all season long and they don't, they don't have to trade for a player. They don't have to sign somebody. Uh, and, and so here's what happens. So let's, let's, let me just read um, Colin's tweet verbatim. Colin put um, the punishment for the Spurs not getting to the salary floor, question mark. There is none. They just have to distribute the difference between their current cap space and the salary floor to their rostered players. Who cares if they don't spend? So again, if the Spurs, you know, go through training camp and then the full season and even even the trade deadline and they don't make a trade for a player to, uh, you know, use some of that cap space or sign a player, it's fine. At the end of the year, what's going to happen is the players that are in the current roster by the end of the year, they're going to basically get a little salary, a little bump here, a little bonuses uh, here to end the season. So again, it, it, it gets distributed that remaining space, like like Colin was mentioning, or the, you know, the difference between that cap space and the, the salary floor. So again, yeah, yes, the Spurs are, could be thirty-eight million dollars under the cap, but again, right now, based on their moves, it looks like that that's kind of the direction they want to be in. It's, it's kind of waiting to be that perfect team who needs uh, to, to be a trading partner for a team that wants to unload contracts in order for San Antonio to get picks. And then the last um, topic we're going to explore here is basically where, where does the Spurs' roster stand? And again, this could change uh, if they make some trade moves, if they sign some players. So right now, um, you know, we're going to we're going to assume that Gallinari is getting waived here soon. So so we're going to assume that Gallinari is not on the team in this in this circumstance. So the Spurs right now have 13 players on guaranteed contracts once um, uh, Jang signs his contract. 
That'll be 13 players on guaranteed deals and also the rookies when they sign. Uh, there's going to be two players on non-guaranteed deals. So that's Trey Jones and uh, KW's job. And then they have one player on a, on a two-way contract, uh, and that's going to be uh, Dominic Barlow. So again, but they haven't officially said um, announced that, that that signing just yet. It's Barlow as a two-way player. But again, the expectation is he'll be a two-way player. So what does that mean? It means that um, their their roster is actually full right now. Uh, if, if the regular season were to start tomorrow, they would actually have a full 15, 15 man roster. Now they can still make some changes. There's months to go before the season starts, and they also have one open two way spot. So so right now they could still sign another player to a two way. Uh, just to keep in mind, you know, you may see the Spurs sign players throughout the off season, and and it's because teams can uh, have up to twenty players on their roster in the off season. So so a lot of players may get um you know um those things called exhibit ten deals, where it's just basically like a training camp and preseason contract, and then they'll eventually be waived before the regular season starts. So yes, the Spurs can still add more players, but right now their roster is basically full at fifteen players, though they can make some changes. Uh, and then I would just say, you know, from now until training camp and then even training camp till February trade deadline is keeping on some of those veteran players, uh, players like like Jakob Pertl, Doug McDermott, um, Josh Richardson. I'm, I'm sure that the Spurs, you know, uh, again, I'm just I'm just um, uh, 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 predicting here that the Spurs will have these players on the trade block. So like teams will be calling and San Antonio will just basically be taking calls on these players because, again, they don't quite fit with the, the new timeline that they want to basically be in, the, in more so in, the, in that um, more aggressive rebuilding mode. So again, I think that you know whether these players could start the could start the year on the training camp roster and maybe even play the preseason, the regular season. But you know maybe just keeping all these players up until that February trade deadline because again, I think that at any moment during the season or in the off season, uh, these players uh, could get moved via trade just because they're not quite on that on that timeline that the other Spurs players are on. So again, that was just a quick you know short episode, just kind of summarizing what the Spurs have done so far in, the, in this in this opening week of free agency. Uh, don't forget to visit projectspurs.com. Uh, any offseason news, we are going to make sure to report that and, and you know continue to write about any offseason news. Summer league's coming up, so we'll get we'll, we'll have some 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 um, some coverage of summer league how how it's going over there for the for the Spurs players. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Spurs Cast, and also thanks to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day. 